Hey everyone, I'm Priyas. Today I'm your host of Training Diary Show. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences, and people, and get ready for understanding of the world around you starts now. Today I'm connected with Anya Kapoor, founder of a beauty brand, Thai Beauty Inclination. It was this very adoration for the makeup and an inclination to find the most suitable products for her skin that led her to launch very own cosmetic brand Thai Beauty Inclination, a semi-customized makeup brand that formulates products for individual skin types. Isn't it interesting? Kind of every woman dream. With a business legacy running in the family, Anya robbed in her lessons as she grew up, which really helped her to ideate and create Thai Beauty. With that said, Characterized by the young entrepreneurial spirit, Anya believes in hustling hard and keep moving. In this episode, we have explored everything that you as a woman need to know as a businesswoman or even your makeup essential things and also indulge more into the funky questions with Ananya where we have explored more about her personality. I am sure you're going to enjoy this episode. Go tune in. Uh, so to start with, first of all, thank you so much, Anya, for being on Training Diary. We have been looking forward to this. And thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Indeed. Uh, one thing which I'm always curious to know from my guests that, you know, I believe formatic years surely affect that how we evolved. So you creating a family business and your own business. So how your family legacy, whether from your parents, grandparents, the kind of lessons help, help you to evolve into the person that you are right now? How does that seem like? So um, I am actually like fully from a family business background. My um, Actually, it's a very entrepreneurial background because my uh, grandfathers had their own businesses my father's got his own business. Now I run my own business. So everyone had something to go back to, chose to do something of their own. And I think that really plays in to where I come from on a lot of standpoints, I guess. Because growing up, like, um, as a first child, right, like, I was kind of there in the initial stages of my dad building his business. So I got to see that journey, you know, like, I got to see him start out and become what he is today you know like grow his business to the size that it's become now right I think um, that definitely gives me an edge and that definitely has made me think the way that I think to a large extent um, a because we have that business background but also b I come from a family of like high achievers everyone is you know like very smart, everyone is running their own businesses. It just becomes a situation where you have always wanted to achieve more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly how to put this to make it extremely clear, but the idea is just that, like, you're surrounded by people who are doing all these cool things mm-hmm. that make you as a person want to do cooler things. Even if no one's putting any pressure on you, you kind of develop that, like, internal ambition and that internal pressure to kind of, like, say, hey, I want to do something really cool on my own and, and, you know, do something different, I guess. 
Interesting. I think this quality of using their resources very well because I know very well non people, you know, who came with a very well and good grounded family, but they are not doing what they are supposed to do. So I think that using your resources well is something that one should take care of. Another thing, again, that, you know, doing business in 10 years back or 20 years back is, of course, a lot of different thing to the time we are doing right now. You know, there, there's a whole lot of digital era and stuff like that. And especially into the beauty industry, which is super competitive, not just, you know, business people, but even celebrities are coming up with the new brands and the stuff like that. So how do you make sure that uh, you're creating, you're putting your USP out there or maybe you're, you're creating the right brand awareness in such competitive So how does that seem like? So the way we like to do it is we like to make sure that people know that our approach is always science first, which is kind of different in the industry because you see a lot of like natural, like, you know, Ayurvedic, whatever coming out right now. We've always followed a science-backed approach. It comes from my background as a scientist. So um, I always feel the need to, you know, go ahead and um, put that out there. Which is why the way we like to do it is we like to show our consumers the testing results. We like to show them that, you know, every product is every single thing that we say it is. We like to show them statistics to say like, hey, you know what? If this lipstick we are saying is going to reduce pigmentation on your lips, this is the number that it actually works at. Like, for example, our lipstick, our light up lipstick is one of, is the world's first um, anti-pigmentation lipstick because the pigmentation is a real concern in India. So the way we've structured it is that we have, we clinically got it tested to prove that it works. And while we got it tested, we also got this, um, the numbers out there, right? So we know that the lipstick works and it reduces melanin production in your lips by 4.8%, which is a pretty big number. So we like to put those numbers out there. We like to use even our creators to get those numbers out there. We like to use ad creatives to get our numbers out there because we want people to know that we are walking the walk, you know, and not just talking the talk, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what becomes really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the brand, like, ideals out there, right? The whole cruelty-free, vegan, uh, dermatologist-tested made for your skin type, semi-customized, first in the world. That entire thing has to like kind of be out there for people to know. And we try to communicate as much as possible using whatever resources we have. Yeah, because there are 100 brands who promise to be what, you know, whether as you mentioned, there's the conscious living, vegan, uh, sustainable and stuff like that. But when you, uh, you know, got to know the reality, there's a lot of greenwashing also happens, right? So that's a thing. Uh, another thing, let, let's move it down to another area of our business to, to the whole, um, you know, the mission of, of your brand, which is helping women to look beautiful. And, and then you're solving the problem that how you can make better products for the women. So according to you, uh, till the time you have been in business, what are the common misconceptions that you find about the makeup and skincare that women should be aware of? I think one of the biggest misconceptions for pretty much anyone who is using makeup, skincare, whatever it is, um, becomes really, really important to know that this idea of natural is better is not always true, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like 
I come from a science background, I give you that perspective always. But I believe that, of course, there are ingredients out there that are toxic that you shouldn't use, right? That's why we make sure that the brand is clean and we don't use anything that could potentially harm the skin, be toxic to the skin, to the body as a whole, right? But what becomes really important is for people to realize that natural concoctions aren't always better because A, it's more sanitary to have a lab-made product, right? B, 90% of these brands that go out and tell you that, like, you know, oh, we're creating a natural product, we'll be using an exact same ingredient profile. They just won't be advertising the science behind it, right? Okay. So yeah. the, the way I see it is for something to truly be effective, you need to tell people what they've what they're actually using. Let the consumer research on their own. Because it's the consumer is smart today. It's not about anything else, right? But like you just said, greenwashing is a thing. And greenwashing is done to a really large extent. And it's made to seem that. that it's made to seem that these scientific ingredients are actually really, really bad for you. When the reality is if you had an all natural makeup product, for example, you had like a cream blush that you made at home with oils and like crushed rose petals or whatever beetroot let's say beetroot because that will actually die and you created like a little waxy balm out of it and you put it on your skin you used kitchen ingredients out there it's not necessarily completely sanitary the method of preparing the product is not as clean as you would like it if it's going on your face right so and the ingredients aren't as potent so you won't get that desired effect on your skin Mm -hmm. which is why I believe this whole like like I find that to be the biggest misconception in the makeup industry right now in the skincare industry in the beauty industry in general because I just feel like if you wanted a truly completely natural product that's what you would have brands upscale it to a certain level where they are giving you cleaner ingredients but that's not what you're thinking when you're buying the product, right? What you're thinking yeah. is something completely different. Yeah. Whereas but with us, what you see is what you get, which is what I like to kind of give out there to the consumer, to give out to people, because it's all about knowing what you're using on your face. It's all yeah. about giving yourself the best. And I believe in doing your own research, you know, like I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Got it. And because you mentioned that, you know, uh, that it's very from the skin to skin as well. So lots of women are also struggling in like I being a lay person who is not very educated about the beauty industry, don't know the jargons, don't know what kind of acids, salts or whatever are very good for my skin. But what are the basic, very basic personalized uh, beauty routine that you think? Because lots of the women are today working they have a hectic uh, lifestyle whether into the job or business they just get that maybe a Sunday off or something like that so what are the basic personalized beauty routine that according to you one should um, carry forward or follow I think honestly keep it simple that's always my like mantra on these things that's why a lot of our products are also made so you can use them literally in the car when you're heading to work you know like that's the idea um I my belief is always keep it simple when it comes to a beauty routine it should be something that works for you and not something you're working for right because yeah in today's day you just said it we're all so busy right you want to give yourself something easy something fast I just believe like the most important things to do at least if you're doing a basic skincare routine the way I do it 
I can tell you how I do mine, but it's a very personal experience for everyone. For me, I literally just like use a cleanser, wash my face, um, put a sunscreen on, and then I do my makeup. Which also on a daily basis, even though I run a makeup brand, will literally just be like a concealer, mm-hmm. I'll like a smudge stick, which is like our newest launch, just like a blush and highlighter in one, a blush and contour in one. So I just do one swipe, blend it out, and I'm kind of done. You know, like mm-hmm. makes my life really easy. And then I just like, you know, put on like an eyeliner and a lip gloss and I head out. The idea is that your beauty routine should work for you. And as busy women, we all have so much going on in our lives. The best way to do it is to create something that is hybrid. That's what, that's kind of where we come in as type, right? Because like once you've applied your sunscreen, you can literally just use your primer, which works as serum. You can use your foundation, which also has sunscreen in it. And you can use your concealer, which acts as a spot corrector. So you're getting your skincare and your makeup together. And it's customized to your specific skin's requirements, right? So, for example, we have an entire range of products surrounding pigmentation. So your concealer, foundation, and primer would all be working towards the same goal of reducing your pigmentation. Because it'll have vitamin C, it'll have niacinamide, it'll have turmeric oil, all that stuff in it. So you want to give that kind of... um, that kind of idea and that kind of ease of use to the customer. Okay. Another thing which I'm really curious to know in the very recent years is a growing, growing trend of the men wearing makeup. There are lots of influences coming out, you know, that men are also supposed to wear makeup. Like they are also experiment with the fashion, wearing skulls and stuff like that. So what's your thoughts on that trend? I love it. I love it. I personally believe that makeup is for everyone. And everyone, like the idea of makeup is A, like, it started out because you're trying to like, you know, just like make yourself enhance your features. And my philosophy on makeup has always been less is more. You know, it's always been like, you know, let's just do something that will make bring out our natural features rather than let's do something that will change my face completely. Right. I think no matter what the situation is, everyone wants to feel like, you know, a little bit better, just a little bit like. I don't know how to explain this, like. A concealer, like a something like a concealer or a foundation can just give you so much added confidence just heading out of the house every single day. And I think that it's for everyone. I've never thought for even a second that it would be just like gender-based. I think it's very, very important that everyone see it like and use it as they see fit. You know what? Like when, when someone asked me this question, I've been on a podcast and someone asked me that particular question. And my answer was just the same. I love it. I love it. In the... <laughs> No, I do. And it's all about your own creative expression, right? And like your self-expression and showing the world what you're all about. The entire idea of makeup, the entire idea of passion, it's all just to express yourself. Indeed. And And it seems good that men are also taking care of themselves. It's good. Yeah, it's really, really important. And I think it's so great to see that trend, you know, like you're getting all of these great products that are out there and people are making it seem like it's just for women but it's really not it's it's for everyone through that through that me too so it's a very mutual feeling that of course even i really love this particular trend and yeah. we are moving on to the next uh, segment which is a, a funky round of questions so there would be a quick answers that you have to say there are no serious nothing around the business and your you know but more to know about you your personality 
Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so the first question is: If your makeup collection could consist of only three items, what would they be and why? I would definitely have my concealer, my primer, and my smudge sticks. Actually, no, my concealer, my lip gloss, and my smudge sticks. That's the complete package for a day. That's the complete package for the day. What's the most outrageous makeup trend that you have tried, and you end up loving it or regretting it? Anything? Ooh, the most outrageous makeup trend I've tried. Interesting. Honestly, I don't do a lot of like trend-based makeup. I'm like really sorry to say this, but like I'm a very like you know natural makeup kind of person. So for me, like this is what you see is what you get. Like that's literally it. Got it. If your makeup bag could talk, what secrets and stories would it re- reveal about your Ananya's beauty journey? <laughs> My makeup bag would have a lot of thoughts, <laughs> a lot of secrets too, and a lot of confession to share. It would literally, I think, it would literally be like, okay, there's nothing in here. Then we reach my college phase where it'd be like, wow, why is there so much new product coming in here? And now I think it would just be like, I am an explosion of pink and orange, and there is nothing else in here. <laughs> like that's literally it. I wish. That you like, why your you bag so should get super power. It's getting really heavy. <laughs> I can't hold it anymore. Right, <laughs> poor bag. <laughs> yeah. If you could only wear one color of lips lipstick rest of your life, what color would you choose and why? Probably I know it, but still I want to know from you. <laughs> a nude or a red? Yeah, <laughs> like this. Uh, they always go to colors. They're so comfort colors. I don't know. Nudes are really comfort colors, but also honestly, for me, a red is also a comfort color. Like our CEO shade, like is like a deep red, and I literally wear it like whenever I'm going out at night. I love. Like, I believe the red is something that not. Uh, I I don't know if I should say that, but not every person, every woman have this. You know, have this art to carry it with. So so I think uh, there's only few women whom I really like. Oh, this woman looks really hot in red, or we're really good. So I think there is a. Pinch that everyone should know how to carry their colors. I think it's definitely that, but also I think there's a red for everyone because every it's it has to do with your undertones. It has to do with your skin tones. So like I think everyone can find like a red that works for them. But I feel like sometimes people aren't like comfortable experimenting with it because it's not always easy to find those shades. <laughs> so, and if you could travel back in time and give yourself one makeup tip to your younger your younger selves. What would it be and why? Don't wear kajal. Kajal really doesn't suit me. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't apply kajal. No, I did it at school and like I used to end up. I think I ended up looking like a raccoon by the end of it. It just doesn't work for me. Lower line, lower eye line, like liner doesn't work for me. So just <laughs> got it. Before uh, ending it up, there's a one thing which I'm really curious to know from my guests. So, what is the one trend you really like to see more? Evolving and Ananya uh, in the real world, any trend that you want to see more embrace, any trend you want to see more evolve, what that one trend seems like. It can be anything not related to the makeup or business, but that you think that one trend that you look forward to see. I think you know, rather than being a trend, I think for me the most important thing that I think should happen going forward is that people should start feeling more comfortable in their own skin, and like mm-hmm. you can. 
see it happening right now like you can see the change in the industry you can see the change in like in people themselves right like i i honestly would love it if this culture of like fair is better or whatever was like gone you know like because i feel like everyone is so unique and everyone has such these amazing qualities about themselves and i think self love is the like ultimate trend that i want like have forever Mm-hmm. likewise likewise and it's something not just for the beauty not just for that but somewhere it's it's always good to have a self esteem a good self esteem in yourself whether you are wearing a makeup or not but ha always these tools are to embrace it better but yeah yeah it's all about confidence right that's why even at type what we do is it's, the idea is to is conceal to reveal healthy skin right So you're using your makeup that will give you the confidence in the moment, but over time, as you use it, it'll also improve your skin from within. So you necessarily necessarily have to wear it. You know, like the idea is just like you know, take care of yourself however you see fit, and be comfortable in your own skin. Got it. I think like I I can recognize how good marketer you are. <laughs> No, it just came. It actually came to my head when we were de- developing the concealers, and I was like, "Hey, this is a great idea. Let's go with it." <laughs> But that was good. Uh, thank you so much, and it's really lovely to have you here. Would love to host you in person sometimes whenever you get time. And yeah, it's lovely to have you training there. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, and have a great, great trip. Bye. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. With that's it. Thank you so much, beautiful people, for joining in. I hope you really enjoyed the episode. If you have some idea, concept, or story to share, do DM us on the Instagram page of Clinic Diary. We are all yours, and I look forward to see you again in the next episode with another great story with another great human. Till then, do not forget to follow us here or give us a positive review at Apple Podcast, and now we are also live at YouTube. Till then, bye bye and God bless us all.